there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Hall of Fame weekend in store for Eastern Michigan this week. We have so many things to talk about here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Alex Jewell. What a weekend it was, Alex Jewell. You saw EMU football win on the road. You saw volleyball pick up a, a victory over a ACC school with a sweep of Boston College. Cross country goes on the road to Florida State and puts up results. Tennis does their thing. We get golf getting underway. Soccer, oh, we are in the teeth of the fall. We are right in the thick of things. It's been an exciting few weeks. It's going to be an even more exciting week ahead. This week, Greg, you mentioned it, football back home this weekend against Texas State. Still time to get your tickets, bring your family on out and see a 2-1 Eastern Michigan team that, Greg, I think has a really good chance uh, of getting to that 3-1 mark. A tough opponent coming up this weekend. We'll talk plenty about it in the next few minutes, but also a great week because it's homecoming or it's a Hall of Fame week, excuse me, homecoming coming up in a few weeks. Uh, just getting a little excited there, a little ahead of myself, but uh, Hall of Fame week, what a week to welcome in a new class of E-Club Hall of Famers. A lot of good ones, Jason Jones from football, the Thomas Twins from basketball, Amanda Kulikowski. Uh, you keep going down the list, Latanya Watson uh, and Carl, Carl Johnson, Johnson just yeah. a, a great group of Hall of Famers. And we'll spend plenty of time this week detailing all of those entries across our social media and, and welcoming them into the E-Club Hall of Fame uh, before a ceremony Friday night. And then, of course, they'll be honored at the football game on Saturday. Yeah, you look at it, they will get uh, their rightful due. I mean, you have a lot of, of people who have won the Sweet 16 appearances, NCAA draft choices, anything and everything you can think of. So it's a great class, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, the week that was also saw uh, Eastern Michigan go on the road, pick up a win in football. We'll talk with head coach Chris Creighton about that win, a UMass team 
team that uh, Walt Bell, their head coach, was very complimentary in the papers about what Chris Creighton has built here in Ypsilanti. Uh, if you haven't read those comments, uh, you really are missing out because he pays uh, the ultimate compliment to Coach Creighton and what he's meant to him from afar, and they got their first chance to meet over the weekend. He did, and let's let's just put it how it is, Greg. I mean, let's be honest here. How many times is the press about Eastern Michigan football specifically good? It, it really, there's been a lot of challenges over the, the years with the, the tough records and some of the things that have happened around campus, and so it's not every day that the press is always positive, and I, I don't mind saying that. I mean, it's just the fact. Um, and Coach Creighton, we know for the last eight years, have given us a lot of reasons to have positive press, and uh, it was really nice to go out to, to UMass and see a couple of different papers in the New England area, really, and, and, and Walt Bell, the head coach of UMass, say some incredible things. And basically, Greg, um, you know, you you can go and read those comments, but in kind of just to, to jumble it and to, to put it into one summarized comment, Walt Bell basically said, listen, UMass is in the same spot that Eastern Michigan was when Coach Creighton got to Eastern Michigan, and we don't want to just be like them. We want to be exactly what Coach Creighton has been with Eastern Michigan. We want to be the Eastern Michigan of, of that New England region. And so for somebody to say that is uh, is really impressive, Greg. And, and I know you and I both talked to Coach Creighton. It meant a lot to Coach Creighton, not just about him personally, but to say that about our program uh, is really special. He'll get another guy who's just freshly into his coaching campaign, and that's Texas State head coach Jake Bovlada. And we'll talk about him a little bit in our interview with Coach Creighton. Is uh, He's an up-and-comer, same situation, trying to rebuild at Texas State. Uh, and he, like Coach Creighton does, what they've been able to do, recruit some players there through the transfer portal and, and bring in some, some added size and beef. This is a team that gave Baylor a tough go of it in the season opener. They beat FIU on the road. It, it, yeah, they, they did lose to an FCS school over the weekend. But again, uh, we've seen situations like that where you get in dogfights and, and you just never know what's going to happen. Well, and listen, FCS football is good football. There's good players on every team in the FCS, so I don't look too much into that loss. And in fact, I think that uh, there's a good chance that after a loss, after a, a one which they say, uh, you know, many people would say was an upset loss um, last weekend for Texas State. I think they're going to be hungry to come in here and prove themselves. And so Coach Creighton knows that. He was very uh, expressive today in the press conference that this is a, not a bad football team by any stretch of the matter. They've got some really talented players. The quarterback is one that can move. He can also throw the ball deep downfield. They have a lot of speedy receivers. And so this will be a tough task against a team uh, down from the Lone Star State, Greg. The first ever game for Eastern Michigan against a team from Texas. And uh, this is going to be one that's really, really a, a good challenge to close out the non-conference season for Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan under Coach Creighton, only two and four non-conference finishers. I know he'd like to bump that up. And really, it's about momentum heading into the start of that max season, Greg, which begins next week at Northern Illinois, a team, again, who's much improved. They certainly are. Uh, I mean, it was not the the, the score uh, that they would have hoped for against Michigan on Saturday, but certainly NIU after knocking up Georgia Tech, a uh, big-time deal. Uh, as our final few moments here in the opening portion, uh, we also see this week the return of Mac play throughout uh, the conference for women's soccer, Eastern Michigan and Scott Hall back out on the road. They're at Ball State uh, to get things going on Thursday. Volleyball opens their Mac cam- campaign this Thursday and Friday against Western Michigan. So that'll be fun to, to have that back in there. We talked about the Hall of Fame on Friday already as well. 
women's rowing. They are at Wisconsin this weekend, and we also have men's golf getting things going back in action. They're in the Badger Invitational up there, and the women's golf, the quick turnaround, they play today and tomorrow, and then they're back this weekend against Oakland. So lots of things to keep on your books as you look at it. We also have a good conversation about a team cross-country not going this week, but on the track side of it, we do have a good spot for you to listen to as well. We do, Greg. You said lots of activities going on uh, all week long this week. Make sure you continue to follow those team accounts on social media. There'll be great updates all weekend long, all week long uh, for those. And of course, on emueagles.com. And you said it, we talked to Coach Creighton. You sat down with him. Tom Helmer is going to join the show today. He interviewed Sterling Roberts, one of the uh, track coaches here at Eastern Michigan, who also had the honor of coaching a pair of Olympians just a few weeks back in Tokyo. So a great sit down with him. You'll get to hear what it was like to prepare for the Olympics, what it's like to actually go and coach in the Olympics. So uh, obviously, if we haven't told you enough already, an incredible Olympic tradition here at Eastern Michigan, and especially with the track program. So to hear that, uh, the kind of the inside of how that all happens and, and how great it is to be a part of that, you'll get to hear that today with Sterling Roberts. So Coach Creighton, Sterling Roberts, uh, jam-packed show. You haven't have even got to week. the fun part. I know, I haven't even got to the fun part. I think I know what you're going to say. Free tickets, Free right? tickets. It's free tickets. It's a home game this week. So there is going to be a keyword. It comes right after Coach Creighton's interview today. So listen in for that keyword. Listen, here's all you have to do. Listen, send it in to us on social media. You can go to EMU Athletics on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. DM us what the keyword is. If you do that, we're going to put your name in a drawing. And later this week, we're going to draw. Somebody is going to win four free tickets to this Saturday's game against Texas State. That's a deal you just can't pass up. You can't pass that up. Just listen for the voice of God from Learfield (laughs) to give it to you. So keyword is in this episode. We've got great interviews ready to go with you. We're going to stop talking. We're going to get you right into the interviews after this break. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy the week that is ahead. We hope to see you out on Saturday at the football game. If you're there, stop us and say, hey, we'll always take suggestions on topics and what you want to hear, maybe a little bit less of us. So we're going to give you that right now. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back on the other side. Greg Steiner sits down with Coach Creighton just in a moment here on the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. you're in the D or out to sea. We always bring you the E on the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. The Eastern Insider Podcast. Eastern Michigan back home this week. They will take on Texas State after a road win over the weekend at UMass. Our weekly conversation with EMU head football coach Chris Creighton. And uh, it's been two weeks on the road. Happy to, to get back home. Winning on the road is not an easy task. Uh, winning in college football isn't easy. I promise you that. Um, so we're we're uh, excited about the fact that uh, went to UMass and um, you know came home with a victory and uh, it was <clears throat> far from perfect. Uh, but again, we're we're learning you know more and more about ourselves and and we're getting better. We're getting better. Um, you know, still haven't really had all three phases playing, you know, consistently throughout an entire game together. I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, obviously, we're, we're working hard towards making that happen. Um, but uh, a lot of good things happened on Saturday and uh, proud of our team. 
when you look at the balance, five different players were able to score in, in the contest. I mean, Darius Boone puts it in a couple times on the ground. You get Sampson pushing it in. Uh, Juwan Hamilton scores. Running back production, again, a, a key factor in why this team has been successful in the two victories it's had. No doubt, you know, our, our running game, we've we've hit our, you know, run efficiency goal uh, two out of the three games. And uh, it's that that's important to us. Um, we want to have um, production, equal production, really um, the ability to have uh, equal production on the ground and in the air. Um, and we think that we're built to be able to do that. Um so, you know, against Wisconsin, we weren't able to, to run it or throw it. Um, but in the, the other two games, it feels as though we've, we've been able to do both. And um, we just got to start getting consistent, um, you know, and doing it at an even higher level. One of the, the big storylines out of Sunday was SportsCenter selects Sampson's touchdown run at one of the top 10 plays of Saturday where he kind of stiff-armed and carried through a couple UMass defenders. When you see something like that, it has to just excite you to know, wow, my guys are pretty darn powerful. Well, I mean, yes, Sampson is a bully. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a load now. He's strong. And, you know, he, again, in my humble opinion, he scored – earlier in the game. I mean, the ball landed mm -hmm. on the goal line. I, you know, I don't know whether it was reviewed or not, but, um, and so I don't think anything was going to stop him, you know, on that one getting in the end zone. And um, that stiff arm was, uh, was the real deal. A lot of that it, people don't think about it, but that is a big time contribution to what those guys do in the off season, putting their time in with, with coach Fink in that weight room. Uh, because a lot of times, and, and you talked about it, Championships are won a lot of times in the offseason. Yeah. So, you know, with with COVID, we we really got hit hard um, with our ability prior to the 20 season um, to be in the weight room. You know, just like most people were scattered all over the country and things weren't open up and, and uh, it was really, really difficult. Um, and then even when we got back, remember our weight room was mm -hmm. outside and we had to take weights outside and did the best that we could. And so... We got hit by COVID a little bit in January, which interrupted our off season. But our one of our number one goals in the winter was just for team strength, you know, to get to get bigger and 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 stronger, um, especially in the places where we we really needed it, and, and we accomplished that goal. Uh, there's no question. So uh, the strength staff uh, had a great plan. They continue to do, have a great plan, and our guys, I mean, I our guys love it. Um, you know, they love being in the garage, our, in, our, in our weight room. And um, it's uh, we're seeing some of the some of the results. When you go on some of these road trips and you go and see other buildings and now we're sitting in this building, the Student Athlete Performance Center. It also you have to pinch yourself at times and say, wow, we've we've done a lot of things to get to this point. There's still ways to go. But from the facilities perspective, we've made some major differences. Oh, man. I don't really ever get to go into the opponent's buildings. We usually have a locker room that's so, you know, but you see it from the outside and and uh, and all of that. But regardless of what anybody else has, um, I, I just I know what we have here. And it's uh, I mean, it is top of the line. I mean, I do. It's been a couple of years now and I still pinch myself. Just talking to you, walking into the mm -hmm. room right now, you know, it's just this building is uh, is the real deal. And 
we sure do appreciate it. As we transition out of thinking about UMass last week and into Texas State this week, uh, you and I were standing on the tarmac on, on Saturday night, and I made the comment, it's fun to win on the road. And you said, it's it's hard to win on the road, too. Uh, when you look at that, I came across the stat yesterday, and, and I know it's a team thing, but 14 non-conference wins in your tenure, and during that time, seven of them have occurred on the road. EMU, in the previous seven, 37 seasons, had five non-conference road wins. That's saying something of helping change a culture. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a positive way of looking at that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, road games that we haven't won, <laughs> um, and close ones that we could have and, and should have won. So, uh, but um, yeah, we've made progress, no question. Um, but we are um, obsessed with getting to where we know this program uh, can go and to, to who this program can be and become. Um, and so sometimes it's good to kind of look back and, and see, you know, the progress that's mm -hmm. been made, but um, we don't spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, there's uh, so much more for us to do. Eagles get a chance to come back this week. They'll take on a team from the Sun Belt in Texas State. The Eagles have never played Texas State before, and they'll get two opportunities. They'll play them this year and then again in 2025. Uh, a Texas State team that's coming in off a loss, but they had a very impressive game against Baylor at home to open the year, and they have, have really hit the transfer portal hard to help fill out some of their roster. Well, I think that's kind of made national news, you know, about their their philosophy and that. And and really, I think, <laughs> to be honest, I think the country is is following their lead. Um, so they, they're in some ways pioneers and um, taking advantage of of the new rule. Um, they're a really good football team. You mentioned, you know, they hosted Baylor um, and, and played Baylor, which is obviously, you know, a phenomenal program um, really, really, really well. Um, and uh, uh, then they go on the road to FIU um, and win that game. Um, and so that, that was a huge win and a very good game. Um, I mean, it was, you know, it was fun to watch, you know, just watching that game. And then hosted uh, Incarnate Word, um, who people may not know much about in this part of the country or whatever. But, uh, I mean, they Incarnate Word, I think, was Youngstown. That, I mean, it was a really, really tight game. And so anybody in this part of the country knows how good the Missouri Valley is, right? I mean, there would be people that argue that it's not too far off from the Mid-America Conference. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, you know, basically Texas State played, you know, uh, a North Dakota, yeah. uh, a, a Western Illinois, um, uh a university of Northern Iowa. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are really yeah. good football programs. And uh, so, um, yeah, so they've had, they've played three tough teams um, and we know that they'll be ready to go this week. You also get a chance to bring some people back home this week. Jason Jones will be a hall of famer is one of six that will get enshrined. And he's been a guy that, I know you've got to be around. He's part of the Champions Advisory Board, has given money uh, to this program. And you look at the championship pedigree that he's been able to do in the NFL as a guy who started as a tight end to finish his career and go on to the NFL as a defensive end, a really good career in the NFL as well. 
He did. I mean, I remember watching him. Um, he was a really, really good player. Um, and I just, you know, it, to me, Jason has done it the way that you just hope that it, that it goes, you know, he really, really, um, loves this place. Um, had, had a great career here, made phenomenal relationships and then had a chance from Eastern Michigan to live out his dream of playing in the national football league. And then did that for a long time and, you know, at a really high level and has been connected, uh, my entire you know, eight years, I know it's long before that, you know, has been connected, you know, with the school mm -hmm. and with the program, you know, and that's what you want um, is, is someone who loves it. And, and uh, when I say gives back, I mean, just, you know, cares and is in touch and comes back. And so the guys get to, you know, our guys know mm -hmm. Charlie Batch, you know, our guys know TJ Lang, you know, our guys have met Jason Jones. And when the guys come back for, you know, the hall of fame and the list goes on, you know, but it's, so he's just kind of done it the way that you hope that it works out. And, um, we're, we're super proud of him. Coach. Thanks for, as always for your time. Best of luck this week against the Bobcats as you get things kicked off at uh, two Oh five on Saturday. All right, go Eagles. There is head coach, Chris Creighton, Alex and I come back after this quick break here on the Eastern insider podcast. It's time for another Eastern insider keyword. Fans, don't forget to message EMU Athletics on Facebook or Twitter with today's keyword for your chance to win an exclusive prize. Now, listen up. It's Hall of Fame week on campus, and some of the best to ever do it will be back in Ypsilanti. That's why this week's keyword is legend. There's only one podcast in Washtenaw County that takes you inside the athletic department every single week. The Eastern Insider Podcast. Your home for all things Eastern all the time. Associate head coach of the track team, Sterling Robbins. Sterling, good to see you. Thank you. As I always it. say, it's good yeah. to see anybody at yeah. this point, yeah, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you coach Donald Scott and Tori Franklin, both who competed in Tokyo yep. in the Olympics in the triple jump. Um, my, my first question for you well, first of all, if you're not paying attention, EMU is a pretty special place as far as track goes. Yeah, not, not too bad. A lot of history, a lot of tradition. Um, Donald, obviously, being, being an alum. Um, was our, I think, 15th Olympian and, and continued our consecutive streak since 1960. And, and to say that again, EMU has had an athlete in the Olympics every Summer Olympics since 1960. Yep, yep. Not too many schools can, uh, can say that. So That's when I talk about something special going on in Eastern Michigan. A lot of people pay attention to track or Olympic sports once every four years. Uh, for those in the know, though, Eastern Michigan is it's one of those places to be in track and field. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're certainly very, very proud of the accomplishments of these young men and women and, and Donald and Tori are just keeping keeping that streak alive. Let's talk about Donald and Tori. Uh, Donald Scott, uh, as you said, continued the streak as far as Olympians since 1960, finished seventh in the triple jump at the Olympics uh, with a leap of 17.18 meters. Talk a little bit about him as an athlete and his performance in Tokyo. Yeah, um, you know, he, I mean, to get to that level, right, you have to be competitive. Um, and he, that was his season's best or t tied his season's best. Um, and, and I think his place was, was very good. It was right where he should have been, uh, roughly. Um, but, you know, when you're that competitive, you know, he was walking away with kind of like a little bit of a long face and, and I want more, I want more, I want more. And obviously, that's what you want out of your athletes. You know, they're competing 
on the highest stage in the world and you know top 10 finish in the world is pretty impressive but you know you always want more always want more how difficult was it to coach and then you're getting ready for 2020 those don't, games don't happen it's pushed back a year because usually you're ramping up and you want to be peaking at the right time and then there was this stop and start over again how difficult was that yeah it was um it, it was certainly a challenge. Uh, it was it was kind of like you you just taking it day by day. You know, every day you're like, okay, what meet is canceled this you know this week? Um, are we are we going to go to Europe and do any tune up meets? Is there going to be an Olympic trials? But you can't really back off because you know if it does happen, you got to be ready. So it was it was definitely challenging, and obviously eventually we just had to like make that call when they decided to call the Olympics that okay, let's just put this on hold. We'll, we'll give you your rest now, and then we'll pick back up um, in 2021 and prepare for, for the Olympics. So, We're talking with Sterling Roberts. Let's talk about Tori Franklin a little bit. Uh, she's a Michigan State grad. She's an assistant coach for EMU, another Olympian. She finished 25th in the triple jump at the Olympics with a leap of 13.68. A lot of assistant coaches also doubling as Olympians in track and field uh, college? I wouldn't say it's super common, you know. Uh, Tori's certainly a unique case. Um, we're we're very lucky to, that she chose to join us. Um, she was in a unique situation herself, uh, in that her her previous coaching situation wasn't wasn't working out, and so she kind of called me in the middle of the year, knowing that I coached Donald, and obviously we've had some interactions in the past, being a Michigan State alum, um, and you know she kind of came in and, and obviously helped out the team and started working with me and Donald and it worked out very well. You know, I mean, we're, we're still really getting to know each other. So, you know, how technically hard is the triple jump when you watch it on TV? You're like, Oh, it doesn't seem bad. You just gotta get your foot in the right spot. But how hard is that to execute? Yeah. When you're going, when you're barreling down the runway at a hundred percent effort, as you said, a lot of it is just putting your foot in the right spot. But when you're going, you know, some of these guys and girls are almost as fast as the 100-meter runners, the 200-meter runners, and they got to get their foot right in that right spot three times or they're going to be eating sand, you know? So so what makes a good triple jumper? As you're looking at athletes or you look at Tori, you look at Donald, obviously they're exceptional. But if you're looking at somebody that's on a track team, you're like, you look at them and you're like, you know what, I, I think this could be your event. Yeah, Um Obviously, speed is important, um, but so is power. You know, it's kind of like a combo. They, they've got to be able to have that strength to absorb the impact when they're landing. Um, and also, another big thing is just long levers, long legs or long arms, you know. That helps them kind of get out there and eat up some ground while they're moving through the air. How are you enjoying your coaching experience? Oh, I, I love it. I mean, you know, I went to Eastern. I'm an alum myself. Um, you know, I've coached at several different levels before this position opened up and it's, it's good to be back. Um, I was never talented enough to be an Olympian myself, so it's cool. <laughs> well, you know, 99.9% yeah. of us are in that, uh, boat. yeah, exactly. So, but, but it's, it's special for me to be able to have my part in hanging another banner, um, for our Olympians up there, you know? And, and it takes us back to where we started when I talk about track and field at Eastern Michigan, it's a place that athletes want to be. It's a place that former athletes want to come back to. We talked about Tori Franklin who went to Michigan State, but she wanted to be around this program. 
And it's really a large part of what makes Eastern Michigan so special. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I talk about, when I talk to recruits, I talk about, you know, we have two things that bring people here on the athletic side for track and field. And one is our tradition. Um, you know, a lot of people look up those banners and, and school records and be like, wow, you know, but another is, is just the people, you know what I mean? And then not just the track people, but the people here at the school and people who are supporting them and helping them and everybody wants to see them succeed. And, um, it is a special place. Does a recruit ever ask you, how come you're wearing yellow? <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> I mean, I know the story, yeah. but do you, do, can you tell the story of why the track team wears yellow? Yeah, so I'll try to give you the abbreviated version. Um, you know, back in the day when Coach Bob Parks, who was also an alum and, and spent 40 years coaching here also, um, this was before the, the automatic finishes and all that stuff, the photo finishes, and there was a close race at the line between us and I think it was Michigan State, and there was another green and white team. And... Uh, Coach Parks thought that we got the short end of the deal, so he wanted to make sure that we stood out a bit more. So he kind of tweaked things and uh, added yellow to the uniform, and, and now it's just kind of part of our tradition, part of our thing. I like it. It's cool. Uh, great things happening in Eastern Michigan. I appreciate your time and, and yeah, visiting with us today, and, and we look forward to every track season. And, and the Olympians continuing uh, well, I guess three years from now, right? Yep, just three years now. We got just a short wait this year. So, would Donald or Tori be up again, or we're gonna, have, we're gonna have to look for someone new to get in there? No, they, they're both. That is both in their plan, and and they're kind of they're in kind of prime condition for that. So, awesome, Sterling. We appreciate it, Sterling Roberts, associate head coach, Eastern Michigan track and field. Thank you very much. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.